In this episode of Man vs. Marriage, needs, physical needs, physical needs. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. Man versus Marriage. Welcome back to another episode of Man versus Marriage. It is I, your humble servant, the Q. Now, in the Moran family studio with my wife, Jeannie Moran, the hot chick on the land. In the land. The hot chick in the house. That, yeah, in the house sounds better. I don't know. They, I'd say Jeannie Although Moran. Although your daughters might argue with you on that one since there's so many females to choose from in this particular house. None of my daughters are hotties to me, so they can argue all they want. It's my wife, my woman. That's the hottie. Jeannie Moran, the hottest lady in the land. That's what I should have said. <clears throat> oh, you need some Viagra microphone stand. Look at this guy. What he doing? <laughs> Come on, microphone stand. Stand up. Be counted. Do your job. All right, so here we go. We're going to talk. That's pretty funny because it all leads into needs, physical needs. What is your appetite for the physical? Now, I don't really share a lot of this with Jeannie because I want to make this like a rough shot style episode. And when it comes to physical needs, there are several different categories. Um, and for me, it kind of lays out, plays out like this. Health, fitness, sex, touch, etc. Now, they're not in any particular order. It's just the way that I kind of constructed it um, because I want to get her feedback on what health and fitness and sex and touch means to her from the female perspective. I think that's incredibly important for us to get that. And then I'll kind of give you my perspective on health and fitness and sex and touch, etc. So I'm going to ask you a question. We've been throwing a lot at you. Okay, these are episode after episode after episode full of things that um, we're asking you to do. Are you screaming mercy yet? Or are you going for the gold? Are you still trucking along? Are you tracking with us? Can I get an amen? Thank you. <laughs> so do you know, I've asked you this question already, but do you know, listener, you, dude, stud, Super dude, do you know what your needs are when it comes to health, fitness, sex, touch, etc.? And if you don't, I think it's pretty darn important. I'm not, I don't think it is very important that you get your head wrapped around where you are in these areas because they are key to your marriage and your relationship. And uh, I think it's very Apropos of us, you know, giving you our experiences so that you can look back on yours and see how you want to improve them. So I would like to talk to you and get the woman's perspective, honey. Um, and this is you talking about you, not you talking about me. Um, about health and fitness, sex, physical touch, and maybe anything else that I might have missed. These are just the ones that stuck out to me. Okay, um, I don't know 
I don't know where I put the health and fitness aspect of this. Um, cause mine kind of is a, a last thought compared to the other stuff. <coughs> um, <laughs> um, I guess the fitness side of it for me is more a mental than it is a physical, just because I have to feel a certain way about my body or my looks before the other stuff is a little easier to, to get into. Um, as far as the intimate and just touch itself, I'm not sure what you're asking me. Yeah, it's a pretty broad question, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I had an idea that you would probably start to go down that road with your fitness. Because I know the difference in you and you know the difference in me when we feel like we're sexy or we're rocking the moment. When you put a lot of hard work in and you take your shirt off or whatever it is and you're like, yeah, I can see some changes. i got some confidence building in me. I can tell the difference in you when you feel sexy as opposed to when you don't. Okay. And I can tell the difference when you look at me and think I feel sexy or that I look sexy, you know. And I I did go through a time where I had to get out of the gym, so a lot of my hard work over the years kind of regressed. But when I'm when I think about health and fitness and what I want to find out from you is what kind of a priority do you assign to those? Um, and do you put yourself in a place to set goals for those things? Because really, you know, health, as far as, you know, your diet and what you eat or fitness, as far as your physical body goes, you know, health is the fuel. And then, you know, fitness is what you actually do with your body. Those kind of feed into sex and et cetera. So I guess touch is on its its own island, if you will. And I know is one of your love languages is physical touch. So if you were to kind of think about these things, what are your needs for your health? What are your needs for your fitness level? And your fitness level is includes how you want your body to look. Um, How do those rank for women, if they even do? It varies on the woman, to be honest. Sure Because if you were to put my level of attention to my physical fitness and and what I do and how much I do and, and how much I prioritize it versus Mo, who is like everything revolves around her being able to get to the gym and get her workout in and how she feels if she doesn't very different from me. Mm-hmm. Um, I need it. I know that I need it, but it's not a priority one for me at the moment. Um, my priority one right now is my mental health because of everything that we've dealt with in the last few months, I've noticed a decline there for me. Mm-hmm. And so um, if I don't attack that first, then nothing else falls in line. I do attribute being able to at least get my cardio in helps with the mental side of things. It, it gets yeah. me out of my funk. It gives me something else to think about. And, um, it just, it pushes my body in a different direction so that I don't hold on to the stress and make myself sick. That's where my physical health kind of becomes a priority is if I 
hold too much stress or um, I don't give myself a physical out, so to say, I become sick very quickly. And I know this about myself. So I try, even if I can't get there all the time, I try to make sure that I'm getting out at least two or three times a week to get in at least my cardio, if nothing else. Um, as far as my goals, there's this beautiful poster up here with all these people with really pretty abs and, you know, nice little booties in the back. And I'm not there yet. I started to go down that road. If Don't. you've watched any of the, <laughs> if you've watched any of the recent Facebook Live at Five Man versus Marriage, you're liable to see these booties in the background. Yeah. Now, my here's a question I have for you. Just scenario with me a little bit. This is going somewhere. Okay. If you were at your peak performing, peak performance relative to your health, which is your diet, what you put in your body, and you were at your peak as far as your fitness goes, what do you think, how much better do you think your mental state and your productivity would be um, in life and pursuing your uh, career as an author? I'm not sure. Because the difficulty for me, and this is a headspace thing, this is a total headspace thing, is how many hours a day would it take? Because, okay, I can give you the example. We're going into a 12-week push. My 12-week push will be two-a-days because I have an end goal and a time frame that I'm trying to meet intentionally. Mm -hmm. And... Um, <clears throat> those will be two a days. Minimum is an hour the first round and an hour and a half the second round. Two rounds of that is cardio, and the last portion of it is my strength training. Um, just blocking out those two and a half hours is a freaking mind game for me because of how many hours does it take for me to edit? How many hours does it take me to write? I mean, one chapter can take me up to three days depending on what is going on here. Um, and then I have to go back and edit it and make sure it's, it's what I want it to be. Or then you have, you know, weeks like this last one where everything just, um, <clears throat> so it's hard for me to, to try and pinpoint my time and to make my time, my priority for myself. Yeah. I just, I wasn't asking about time. I was asking about if those things were on point. If they were on point and I could get past the mental block of it, I'm pretty sure I would be a little more efficient. A little? I can't tell you. I've never been there. I have not been in the physically fit mindset since our wedding. I don't know, because when you went to do your voice audition, you were crushing it there. Now, I'm not. This is not me mm. coming down to you. This is just me asking questions because we need knowing our needs. You take a step back and say, I need... I need to know what my physical needs are so that I can be more productive and have a, a more positive, healthy, mental state of mind. I'm working in that direction, but I'm not there yet. Like I said, I'm, I'm still – physical to me is not priority. Mental is. Um, so I'm trying to combine the two, I guess, is the best way to put it. Okay. Um, and there's no, there's no right or wrong answer. Um, for me, just looking at, at what I've become, you know, people say, well, I'm going to make this a priority. I'm going to make this a priority or that a priority. Do you know what the problem with priorities are? 
Priorities can change. And this is one of the things that I've been taught. If it's a core value, it's how you operate. And those things don't change. Priorities can change. That's why I took my health um, and made it a part of my core value and my new philosophy as far as what I eat, what I put into my body. And that is what I've leaned on to help me because I know part of my physical... Being morbidly obese, you know, pushing 400 pounds for so long, um, the damage that it did to my body, the effect that it had on me as a husband and as a father, even as a professional. Um, if I was still that guy, there's no way I could do anything close to the schedule I'm doing right now. It just oh, no. would not be possible. Um, if I was still that guy and went through the surgeries, there is no way I would have healed as quickly and efficiently as I did. I don't know that your heart would have been okay with all of those surgeries at that point because you were already having some palpitations and issues. Yeah, and that was I before. think that was probably stress induced. I, I had yeah, but to, that's I, what I'm saying. If you were that big and you're still working in the same field. Your stress level has gone up being yeah. in the, the current position that you're in. I can't see that your your heart would have taken all that stress and all the anxiety. And then on top of that, the surgeries and you know, just just from the physical aspect of that, I don't know how we would have moved you around right. to do what was necessary. I mean, just getting you in and out of a recliner was difficult enough at the current size. You know, because I'm, I'm, if you see pictures of me and Quincy, I'm half his size, literally. Yeah. So trying to maneuver him when he's not able to give any help from the abdominal side of things, it was all me trying to lift you or, you know, mechanics of the chair helping me. Yeah, I'm, I'm a, I'm a wide framed 240 pound, five foot 10 guy. And she's a very narrow framed five foot four and a half, five foot four. Probably five foot four on a really good day. Um, five four and a quarter, it'd be nice. Five four and a quarter. I have been since Trust I was me, fourteen years if old. If I was five foot ten and a quarter, I'd say five ten and a quarter. I've been measured from five foot nine to five foot twelve, literally. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, and she's you know around 120, 130 pounds, so she literally is you know weight half wise half size. my size, you know, so. It would have been... And you were almost double your size back then. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I wouldn't... I, I wouldn't 480 pounds, but I was you over... You were about four, 420. I was, I was over 380. I know that for sure when I finally decided to get on the scale. The reason I say that is because I identified part of my physical need um, was to get healthy. And I couldn't just make it a priority, I had to make it a core value. Otherwise, I would have... Now, look, I did do some regressing. I did, you know, with kidney stones and diverticulitis, got out of the gym, started eating emotionally, and got all the way back up to 280 at one point. But had you not started getting healthy, you wouldn't have found those underlying issues. Because um, when you started really focusing in on your diet, what you're eating, what you're putting into your body, your workouts, your um, managing your stress level. We tried to remove some of the extra things from your life and you started shifting gears towards being home more. Um, 
once that all started and and you were making massive changes and they were rapid they were very rapid that's when we started finding the underlying health issues and i'm not saying if you go and you become you start working out to get healthy you're going to have all these medical issues that's not it had he not been doing those things we might not have known what was going on with you because your kidney stones just randomly showed up and it wasn't like you just had one you had several i had two and then you had your diverticulitis was a constant flare-up but at the time they didn't even know that's what it was yeah i had being so big i had other things that were more acute and without knowing what exactly was going on, I didn't know I was destroying myself on the inside. I mean, how hard would it have been to find a twisted bowel and all of that going uh, on? You I know? have no idea. But I do know it could have been really, it could have been a lot worse. So had I not looked at my physical needs and made a very big decision, which weight is something I've struggled with, you know, my entire life that I, you know, I remember from the age of eight on, that's the first time I remember getting on the scale, being 140 pounds and people going, oh my gosh. Yeah. I was like, Ugh, I guess that's bad. Um, had I not taken that and put it in the right place in my life, I may not be here today. That's really speculative and I understand. But it is, it's extremely important that we as men take these areas of our life and we rank them because with every with every how do I say this health physical fitness and sex are big big parts of my life they're just yeah. really big parts of my life but I have to have the right foundation I have to understand what my needs are at, at over 380 I knew I needed to change something, but I did not address it as aggressively as I should have because I was, you know, losing and gaining weight the entire time we've been together. Yeah. You know, we got married. I think I was 350. Shortly after we got married, I lost. I got all the way down to 215. I mean, 315. And then I swole back up again. So what I had to do... You took on my pregnancy weight, I think, with every single pregnancy. Oh, yeah. And I didn't lose it. You did. I didn't lose it. So the, the what I'm trying to get to here is to say, I need each of you guys to look at these these areas of your life. And I need you to rank them, you know, from one to four, one to five, if there's any, et cetera. And then once you rank them, you need to assign a mission to them. I Look, I have taken a lot of scrutiny. I have taken a whole lot of heat about the way I go about my health uh, and my diet. And, you know, part of that I have taken from Jeannie because I put her through a lot because I have been clinically trying different things on my body for the better part of 12 years well here okay so what quincy does is instead of just jumping on well this is the newest workout craze or this is the new diet phase or this is the new pill that everybody's taking 
he doesn't do that in the beginning it was like i gotta try this i gotta try this i gotta try this i gotta try this and then once he finally honed in on what his physical problems were what his medical issues were then he started really digging into um doing his own trials to himself this food does this this food does this if i eat this i get tired so i'm not going to eat that at this time of day he literally took this to a personal mission to figure out what his own body needed now for him taking the scrutiny it drove me crazy because that meant my shopping was changing my cooking was changing constantly until we finally came to grips with this is what works this is he hasn't had any medical issues so with uh the new regiment that he's on even his doctor was flipping out nobody could figure out i mean the guy's in the hospital and we forbid them to feed him anything even broth yeah because the broth has carrot and he's highly allergic <laughs> like really allergic and um i brought him his own food and everything i brought him that i mean the, the nurses were like oh he can't have that what do you mean he can't have bacon no he can't have bacon he just had abdominal surgery trust me he can have bacon mm-hmm we brought him in the foods that he normally eats for his keto regimen, and he was up and out faster than they'd ever seen. I mean, his yep. doctor was completely floored. He was up moving and walking. How many laps is a mile in the hospital? Like eight? No, 16. So he was up doing a no, mile. No, I think it's nine. He was up doing a mile at least two to three times a day, and that was two days after surgery. The day of surgery, he got up and did his first mile. Yeah. And they didn't expect him to be out of his bed to do more than just walk to the bathroom and back, if that. But his headspace was so different and his body was responding to what his mentality was mm-hmm. and then keeping him on his what we knew worked for him. He just, he healed a lot faster. It's not easy. The way that he has done it is very, very difficult and strategic. I personally am not that person where I can sit down and, and spend hours and hours and hours listening and learning all of these things and then trying them out. <laughs> well, let me tell you this. If you are a dad of a ton of kids and a husband to the love of your life, and it's figure it out or die, yeah, you'll become that person. Yeah, well, that's the difference, though. Your priority at that point, I think when, when we hit the first major medical situation your whole mindset shifted because that leaves me with eight children in a matter of years and your mindset was I'm not going to pass away before I get to be grandpa to all of my grandkids and great-grandkids and you know your your mindset shifted well you know it really it it really changed when uh you know i got the lap band and ended up having the lap band removed because i wasn't using it um but i got on a mission there where josh and i were doing moran brothers and and losing weight because i wanted to desperately change my life then i met pj and pj awakened that athlete that warrior mentality inside of me that i had forgotten because the the obesity had trampled it it just trampled it mm-hmm. you know um and thankfully for her and her pushing me 
and her teaching me about making my body a clinical trial, not only did I get my physical health in order, but it allowed me, it was like the catalyst for me building my mental health. Yeah. And that's why I say, you know, you got to rank them. If I rank number one for me, it's going to be health. And I know it sounds weird because sex is in this group of things, but I had to know, I had to make a decision on what was going to be the foundation of my physical needs. Well, and to be perfectly honest, when you were really big, as much as we wanted physical connection, it was difficult. Yeah. It wasn't just... It wasn't that I was repulsed by you or didn't want to have sex with you. It simply, it hurt. Yeah. I mean, I'm, like we said, I'm small. I'm a little body frame compared to you. And you add 150 pounds to where you're at right now, and you're crushing me no matter how we work this out. Yep. But it wasn't just that. It was simply, we had to find ways to get around the situation. And on top of that, we were limited. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, here we are now at almost, what, 21 years married in... We're going on 22. Going into 22. It's like, we're just now in the last probably five or six years experimenting with stuff that we've we've talked about, but it would there was no way this stuff would have been physically no. possible at that, that size. Positionally, would not have been possible. Um, Mentally wouldn't have been possible because you were down on yourself for how big you were and how you saw your own body. Yeah. There's, there's just aspects that it, it's very, very different and it does affect your sex life. And it's not about being repulsed by your spouse. It is just simply some things. If it's painful, if it's not enjoyable, you can't get out of that headspace to make that connection. Correct. And that, that just makes it, you know, a mechanical service. We don't do service around here. You love the word service as much as you hate it. I love love the face you make when I say it. (laughs) I hate that word. So what I I am looking to do is kind of paint the picture here for you, bro, that um, it must be determined what your needs are physically. And this is not the easiest episode to do because I'm kind of burying my soul here in... uh, which I do on a regular basis, but I, if, and, and I'm, you know, kind of prodding at Jeannie a little bit too, because, you know, while, while the physical fitness side, um, is very, very important, the diet and mental health side is of the utmost important and and is where the foundation is because even PJ will tell you 85% of your success comes from your diet. But you have to have the mental discipline in place to continue, especially if you're an emotional eater like both of us are. Mm -hmm. It presents, you know, the issues present themselves in different ways. Like you're, you know, when you start hitting the sugar, your migraines, you know, those increase, those kinds of things get worse. And part, a big part of this health and diet is, Hello, audio listener. Know that we had some weird technical difficulty there where the computer just completely shut down for no reason. I'm sure this computer had a reason. 
but it didn't give it to me. It just completely shut down. It was feeling fat. It was feeling fat. And attacked. And attacked. <laughs> and uh, the bad news is, is that we lost probably two minutes of audio there. But let's get back to it. So the like we were saying before, um, us being emotional eaters, you your sugar craving addiction, whatever it is, it presents a different way. Because if I ate that much sugar, I would just gain 100 pounds in a, you know, what would be like two or three months, it, it would seem. For me, it just puts me to sleep and gives me a migraine and makes me wicked mean. It uh, And then so... You know, my deal is, is it, it, it's very hard for me to lose weight for whatever reason. Even when I was training with PJ, and she's the best I've ever seen. I would, and I think stress was the bigger factor there, because I would do my, I would do 10 cardio sessions a week, plus eat and do my workout. Josh gets on the scale, he loses four pounds. I get on the scale, and I gain a pound. And it was just mentally, it would mentally destroy oh, yeah, me. You. you could see it on the videos, you go to YouTube. Just look up Moran Brothers or Quincy Moran. You'll see. I mean, there are just times where I have worked, you know, my tail off. I get on the scale and it, there's no loss. Or, I mean, just going back now, looking at the way, you know, my body looked, I shouldn't have cared about the scale. I should have just kept building what I had. But, you know, it was a weight loss journey. So there is that part of it. But I had to, I had to come to terms with the health side of things and my physical needs, making that the foundation of what I do, building myself um, mentally so that I could build myself physically and be around for this beautiful family of mine. And if, you know, I have, uh, if I have my, the health side of things down, my mental health, um, my diet, and just by diet, I, I don't mean being on a diet. I just mean what I put into my body as far as food goes. Um, that changed from a priority to a core value and part of my new philosophy that I have to do this. It is important that I do this. Now, early on, I was so regimented, I wouldn't try Anissa's cupcake that she made at school. And, you know, that's just part of being who I am. I get regimented. and You've adjusted. I have adjusted now, which I am very happy with. I've so are they. The girls get excited. I Even me. I didn't cook for a while or bake for a while because there was no point. He's not going to eat it, so why am I even try it? But now he he tries it, even if it's not on his normal routine. He'll at least try it and, and give me an honest answer or let the girls, you know, Dad, we want to make you a keto something or other dessert. And, okay, you know what? I'll, I'll make Saturday a little cheat, and you can make it for me and all. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's basically just balancing it out and bending here and there it doesn't mean you have to go gorge and eat the entire cheesecake well (laughs) you know the fact is is that just looking back over it i could have communicated it more properly with the family but i was just in the middle of it and trying to figure it out and i there was a little bit of fear in me that you know if i didn't do this right that i could regress and go back to who i was and i didn't want to do you were fighting your your own self in the moment yeah. So and trying to explain that to a child who is learning how to cook or doing things and, and you know, they're they're in the clouds and you were anchored and it there was just it, it took a little while for you guys to come up with, Hey, go to the clouds for a minute, take a taste, come back down and we'll we'll do it again. But it's it's like that with anything in life, I think, really. I, I would agree. And 
you know, as far as the fitness side goes, I rank, I would stack rank that. Um, if I had to put that between fitness, sex, and touch, I mean, sex is very, very important to me. While at the same time, it's it's difficult sometimes because when I look at myself and I'm not where I want to be physically, it can make sex, you know, it can make, it can just make it a little more difficult. See, and that's what I find interesting because in past years, when we did our premarital counseling um, in the, the sessions that other couples that I know have had, um, even some that were related to when they would say, you know, when the counselor asks, how important is physical touch and sex? That's always the husband's number one. But I don't really think it is because there's so many factors that play into that. Yeah, you you need it. I know you need it. But there is a difference between needing sex and needing the connection and the intimacy of sex with your spouse. It is very, very different. Because I, I mean... I think a lot of times it's locked in as just sex. That's a physical need. You could basically take care of that need yourself if it's just a release that needs to happen. Any guy can. Any girl can. But if you're, the need isn't based on, I just need to get off so that I can move on with my day or relieve the stress. Sex as a need-based, in my opinion, is more, I need the connection with you. I need to know that it's not just get in, get out, and it's over. There has to be more to it. And when you're not physically comfortable in your own skin, if you're constantly berating yourself mentally for, and it doesn't have to be a physical aspect. It could be, you know, mental stresses from work. It could be other opinions that are coming in and affecting you mentally. It can be all sorts of things. If none of, if those things are not handled properly, sex is just sex. You're just doing it to do it. And yeah, okay, cool, great, you got off. But what did you get out of it besides getting off? I mean, you could do that in the shower by yourself. It takes 10 seconds. I know, don't give me that face. But you you get what I'm saying. There's a very big difference between how it is lumped in an overall worldview of men need sex as a number one priority. That's not what it is. The physical aspect of sex is not the only basis of that need. True. It it is extremely important to me. Uh, But if I'm if I'm ranking them here as far as my physical needs go, it, it does rank. I mean, I could rank it. I, maybe these could be 1A, 1B, and 1C. I don't know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, or maybe you don't know what I'm saying. I, I'm not saying that sex is any less of a need. My my mission when it comes to sex, I have mission number one is connection with my wife, pleasing my wife, and getting my physical need met. You know, there is an agenda in there that involves me too. No, I understand that. I'm just saying if if that was all that people were classifying the sexual need as is just getting your rocks off, what do you need me for? True. <laughs> the but the thing it just I guess the way my mindset is and I'm struggling here because I want to give you some insight uh 
to where I'm at, but I look at sex and go, that's, I want to perform better in sex than I do in the gym. So in order to do that, my, my physical health has got to be on point. And, and that involves my fitness level and that involves my diet and that, that helps and aids in my ability to perform, especially the older I get. Cause I think my, guys, my age are, you know, dealing with, uh, ED, erectile dysfunction, you know, and I've had a friend offer me say, Hey dude, take this pill. It, uh, you know, get the little man up and running like he used to. I said, well, we I'm, don't have that problem. I'm pretty fortunate right now because, you know, the guy still wakes up for duty, if you know what I mean. Duty. Um, but that may not be, yeah, that may not be the case if I didn't have these other things in order. And and while sex is very high on my priority list for the reasons that I have described, I can't be at my best if I don't address my needs physically as a dude when it comes to my health. And then when it comes to physical fitness, that's another part of my stress reduction plan. Because when you lift or when you hit your cardio or I'm boxing on the heavy bag, it there is an endorphin release that helps de-stress your body. And I noticed it was very difficult because, you know, I was boxing like five days a week. I was in the gym uh, you know, pumping iron before this all happened. And so my, my ability to manage stress was a lot easier because I was able to get that out. Mm-hmm. So I, what I'm, here's what I want each of you guys to do. Take health and kind of combine mental health and physical health. Put mental and diet in there. What do you need? Do you know what your needs are? Take your, your level of physical fitness. It doesn't have to be, you know, moving iron in the gym. It doesn't have to be doing, you know, cardio. It could be hiking, going for walks, whatever it is. Where, what are your needs relative to that? Take sex. What are your needs relative to sex? Take physical touch um, and see what y- your needs are physical touch-wise. And what does that mean? That means while you're doing something that's very stressful, say there's something going on with work or you're at home and you've got a deadline, your wife comes up, she starts to rub your shoulders. Is that a mechanism that helps you cope and connect? And then whatever the et cetera, et cetera category is. I've taken all this time to kind of babble on about what, my needs are and how I've addressed them and how I took them from a priority and turned them into a core value of mine as a part of my operating philosophy. I try to kind of get Jeannie's perspective on where things are for, you know, her needs and how she addresses those because I believe your wife needs to do the same so that she begins to take care of herself. Mine are reversed from yours though. Like yours would go physical, sexual, touch. Minor would go touch sexual, physical, simply because I, I need that grounding of touch. But I only accept it from you and a select few. I am not a touchy-feely person on a normal day. So 
I, mine for physical touch, that's a high priority because I only get it from a select few. So I have to have that need met or I'm lacking big time. Yeah. It's, it's a huge problem for me. Um, sexual aspect for you and I, my physical health does play into that, but it's not as much of a mental tweak for me. I, I push back. I disagree. No, I, I don't have a problem pushing that stuff aside for us to get together and, and get into it emotionally. Um, when I have an issue with it is if we're planning a getaway or there's something specific that we want to try or do and I don't feel comfortable with how I physically look in, the, in that moment, mm -hmm. um, then it becomes a problem for me because lingerie does not look good when you've got a muffin top hanging over the side. For me, for me, personal opinion. Your, that's your opinion of yourself. Of myself, I get it. But um, I also have scars and um, things from C-sections and, and, you know, being big as a house with three babies in my belly. Those things don't really play out for me until I'm trying to do something out of my comfort zone. Then that's when those things start bombarding me. Um, but as far as just the physical connection and the emotional connection of sex. I can shove all that aside if it is just a typical week of you and I meeting each other's needs. I'm okay there. It's anything outside of my comfort zone. That's when those things hit me. But the physical touch, just the coming up behind me and hugging me, kissing me on the neck, having those, um, you know, the kiss before and after you get back from work, um, those are the things that if that's lacking anywhere, that's when I notice that I am completely off kilter. But like I said, I'm not a person, like if you were to go into a church or a party and everybody's there and everybody's excited to see everybody, I'm the one person that's like, don't, don't, please don't hug me. Like, I won't say it out loud, but internally I'm like, oh my gosh, please don't, don't, don't. Yeah. I don't like a bunch of people touching me. But I do have to have your hand on my back or holding my hand or something in that same scenario. So it, it just depends. That's why he's saying it's important to have your wife look at the same thing because you might find, like with us, ours are opposite. It doesn't mean that my physical health and my fitness aren't a priority. It just means that it doesn't affect me in those other two areas the same way as it affects you. Well, it, it doesn't affect you in the sex area, but in the et cetera area, it certainly yeah it certainly can affect you because I've I watched you in this last twelve weeks, you know, and then we had the the great happening with the bikini situation, but it's, there's a there's a different level of genie when she's investing in her health physically and mentally. And when she's investing in her fitness physically, there's just a different level. And your ability to be productive at whatever you're doing, whether it's sleeping or writing or parenting or wifing or womaning, whatever it is, your ability to be productive and effective in those areas increases dramatically when you invest in your health and your fitness and, you know, good, better, best sex is just a byproduct of those. Yeah, and it, it does uh, it does help me to not be as affected by um, external BS, too, because Correct. Um, I don't really care what somebody else says or thinks 
when I'm when I'm going at 100% and I know I'm going at 100%, anybody can say anything and it's going to roll off my back, um, which doesn't doesn't happen unless I'm in that mode. But for me, it's I'm still fighting with myself on where that fits as a priority because, like I said, the the physical touch side for me is still the affection is ne- necessity. That's that's a number one priority for me. Absolutely. So if you take that, and, and we'll wrap this show up pretty soon, if you take that and just if you were to rank these, there's no scientific method here. This is just me, layman, the layman, you know what I'm saying? For you, it's uh, that physical touch. It does make sense um, because it's in your love languages. But a physical need, the foundation of the, the the number one rank for you is you need physical touch no matter what's going on. Mm-hmm. That you need that. And then if you try to rank after that, my uh, my opinion is what is going to help you accomplish your goals. And I'm not starting off with saying if, as far as writing or parenting, I'm saying living a long, healthy, productive life. Agreed. It would be the physical health and fitness, but that's not my priority right now. My priorities right now are physical touch and affection, mm-hmm. sex, physical health. There, it's your It's your priorities to set. I know. My, the way that I'm approaching it is saying these things are of the utmost importance. I can make them all better if I focus in these areas and as a byproduct, all these other areas get better. But unless you know what your needs are, you're just going to keep circling the same mountain. But you have to keep in, and we'll go through this as we go further into the, the needs conversations. You have your needs from your spouse, the things that you need to be met by your spouse. Then you have your needs that you are responsible for. And everybody's priorities are different. Mm -hmm. So it's not necessarily, you're going to hear me and him going back and forth, but it's not, it's not necessarily that we're arguing. It's simply that Quincy and I, obviously we're wired differently. We all know this men and women are wired differently. We don't think alike. So my priorities and my own needs for myself now are very different than what they might have been five years ago. Yeah. And what they're going to be over the course of the next year is going to shift again because we're in another transition of things changing and where we're going. And we kind of do this whole change your goals thing every few weeks, I guess. Um, I I do it, definitely do it once a year to kind of set myself on a, on a path to success and there's there's no uh, i'm not here definitely not here and if it sounds that way my bad it's i'm not telling you guys or you genie that you in order to be successful you have to do it my way what i really what i'm really working on is just bringing some awareness to you and how you operate when it comes to the physical needs in your life that's what i'm looking at so if you don't look at that you don't address it then it's never going to grow or get better if you want it to. Maybe you're perfect where you are. And, and I agree with you, but I'm like I'm saying, it, it's not. There's no right or wrong in it. It's simply that we're all at different places mm-hmm. in our life right now. So like where you might hear Quincy's primary is his physical 
health because Quincy's long-term concern is being able to meet these other things that are priority and need in his life. And one of those is a long life with his family. I have the same goals to have a long life with my family. But one of my primary concerns is that my mental health will not be stable if I don't focus a lot of my time and energy there. Granted, the physical and, and the fitness go along with that. But there are other practices, other things that I'm doing to work on my mental side of things because the amount of stress and things we've been under has taken a toll. And I'm trying to undo some of those anchors, so to speak, mm -hmm. so that I don't carry forward the sickness and the things that ha I mean we have families members with dementia and Alzheimer's and um, some of our family members unbeknownst to them personalities just randomly shifted as they got older there are physical attributes um, menopause is, is typically early onset for my family I've already exceeded that in the time frame that it generally starts so there are things that I'm looking at a little you, bit differently at the moment. Well, you haven't exceeded that. You've already bypassed those particular ages where those things start. So I, that's what I'm. I'm more looking at. I want to make sure that. Yes, I'm. I'm looking at the physical aspect of it, but my personal goal at the moment is getting my head straight and not focusing so much on um, the emotional and the the stress of things but trying to keep myself from going back down a depression mode and keep myself back from going into um old behaviors so to speak but yeah i do agree the physical health side of it is huge it's just not my number one for me it's probably like number three and in my overall everything from mental spiritual physical the physical fitness aspect of it is number three for me okay Number three. Sounds good to me. I think um, I think we've given you a lot to work with. I mean, in 50 minutes of talk. <laughs> um, my goal in this episode, just to say it one last time, is for you to look at, for you to even address what your physical needs are relative to health, which includes mental health, your diet health, as well, your fitness, your sex life, physical touch in general, and whatever else might fit into that category. And unless you take the time to be intentional about it, you know I'm big on being intentional, doing things on purpose, then those things are not going to change or improve. And you know one of those six, um, one of those six human needs is growth and contribution. So. How are you growing? How are you contributing to your own needs physically? That's the question for you. I guess I could have just said it in one minute, and, and it would have been a one-minute show <laughs> if I did it like that. But I want to give you our story. And I'm not afraid to argue with Jeannie on this microphone. Um, and if her and I were to go at this conversation based on what we think is best for each other— I'm sure it would be an exciting show, but that's not what I'm here for because I can't decide what's important for her as much as she cannot decide what's important for me. 
And as much as I can't decide what's important for you, you have to set those goals and those priorities, put your plan together and execute it. But what you can do is sit down with each other, go over the priorities, listen to each other, understand we don't think the same. This is where you are. This is where I am. And respect that Mm -hmm. rather than slam it back and forth at each other because you're you're not gonna you're not gonna do anything you're all you're gonna do is argue and butt heads and it's not worth it it's simply recognize what the needs are understand what the needs are if you have a place in meeting those things if there is a role for you to take exactly then line that out ask each other what does that look like what do you need from me to get this priority met or this need met how can i help you exactly to get there and open discussion. Things are going to change as life changes, as your marriage changes, as years go by and time changes. Those are all going to shift. But if you're open to the communication without the no, you have to see it my way conversation, <laughs> it's going to make it a lot easier when things change. And I guarantee you, Quincy and I have had this happen many times. I tend to kind of shift towards his way of thinking at some point, And then he tends to shift to my way of thinking at some point. It's just, it depends on the time frame and what's happening in that season. So if you're open to it, when those things do change, your spouse isn't going to feel like, oh God, I don't want to have this conversation with him because he's going to be like, I told you so. And then you're going to have this big all, you know, it, it's true. We all do it. I'm petty. I'll, I will admit it. There are times I'm like, oh, I do not want to tell him that I can't eat this right now because I know he's going to be like, well, I've been telling you and he's not like that anymore, but it's just how it used to be. The, the whole point of this is recognizing your needs, recognizing her needs. What role can I play to help you get there to be successful? Do you need me to step back and shut up? I can do that too. You know, it's, it's that simple. Quincy and I have those rules. PJ is allowed to bark at me for fitness and health and what I eat. Quincy takes a back road and just asks questions. He doesn't shove it in my face. There's a difference. That's all it is. It's opening. All of this leads to communication. <laughs> It starts with and it ends with that. And that's, you're brilliant because that was my close to this whole show. Great minds think alike. Yeah. That was my close to this whole show, which was when you sit with your wife and she identifies her needs, you've identified your needs, what's a priority, what are you going to add as a core value, um, if anything. That's the last question, which you covered magically which is how can I help you? How can I support you? Because you want to know what those needs are. And you want, you should want to know. Not you want to, but you should want to know so that you can support her and she can support you. Y'all are home team, so it matters. Whatever those things are. Now, to what level of accountability you'll be able to hold each other to, that's a whole different discussion. And boy, have we been, <laughs> we've been through that, be haven't heated, we? Yes. Yes. And I do appreciate Coach Rita taking the sting out of that for us at one point. And maybe we'll do a show based on your spouse and accountability at a later date. <laughs> okay. You know, I mentioned to do that show. All <laughs> right. There you have it. Physical needs. Needs according to your physicality. The physicalness of yourself. How did you like that episode? Over 50 minutes of us talking through. But I did say 
in the beginning, I wanted it to be a rough shot episode. Yeah, I was going to say, there was no prep on this one. You said, okay, we're going to talk about these three topics, and then you just start talking. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to sketch it out. I wanted to sketch it out and see where we're at. So thank you very much for listening. I know that you're here because you want something better for where you are right now at this point in your life, and we are here to support you in getting that done. Feel free to reach out to us anytime. Make sure, if you haven't already, that you subscribe to this podcast uh, on whatever um, platform you listen to. Let us know how we can help, either at coach at manversusmarriagepodcast.com. I've got the email sorted out. We are good to go. This is the Q-Dog for Jeannie Moran and the Q-Dog. This is Man Versus Marriage. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? You gotta live on purpose. For a purpose. It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself. It's possible. This is Man vs. Merit, the podcast.